Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. You are on live with The Real Jenny on Sports. I am Jennifer Dr. J. Tebow, and today is Tuesday, January 4th, 2011. It's the first sports show for The Real Jenny in 2011. I am happy to be here. I'm happy that you all are joining me, listening live and watching all to my Ustream people. Also, I should have Damon. Damon, is that you on the line? Yes, I am on the line. How are you doing for the 2011 I season? I am so wonderful. You know, I saw your number pop up on the switchboard, and, you know, it was like a dream. I was like, this is beautiful. I see Damon, you know, right as I start the uh, intro, so it's perfect. Well, to give you the proper 2011 introduction, um, of course, I always introduce you as a 23-year veteran of the CFL and one of the baddest quarterbacks, and I mean that in the in the best way, uh, to ever put his hands on the laces in the CFL, future Hall of Famer for sure, and more than just the uh, CFL ranks, I truly believe. Uh, but you have this incredible sports mind, which I'm always honored and thrilled and secretly tickled that you join the show. But you're also future host. Uh, for for your own show, out it's outside the pocket. Yes, it's called Outside the Pocket with Damon Allen. And yes, and we talk sports and entertainment from the inside out. And so I'm excited about that too. And I've learned so much from your show also. So thank you. <laughs> well, I'm sure you maybe picked up some uh, do's. I'm sure you picked up some uh, don'ts along the way as well. So, but again, I am just always secretly tickled every time I hear you join the uh, show because it just makes our show that much better. And so, thank you again. So, how was your how was the end of your 2010? Uh, it's exciting like uh, like everybody else's, and uh, we all look forward to 2011 and what it will bring you know, to our own uh, uh, thought process and our jobs and being creative and all those things. And so, yeah, at the end of the 2000 year, I mean, it's really just a wrap-up and, and a refocus on what you, you know, desire to do uh, as an individual. And so uh, I'm really excited about what 2011 will bring. Excellent. Well, you know, this is something that's really interesting. So one of the topics that we're going to focus on uh, today is actually career transition. So that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about exactly this time period. I will tell you personally, I'll share this and I'll ask you uh, to, to uh, share this part of your story. You know, being in gymnastics for so long, I was used to my season, right? And so my season really kicked off in the wintertime, which meant, you know, doing two-a-days at Christmas, on, like on Christmas Day and that, that kind yeah. of stuff. And so, you know, my break was more, you know, late summer time frame. And so, you know, you get into these seasons and this practice, you know, in season, out of season, what have you, and the way your holiday looks is different from from the average bear, Right. And so yes. when I transitioned out of sports, then I felt like, you know, well, gee, I mean, what do you do on Christmas Day, just open presents? That was weird, you know, for me. And so it was just kind of funny. And the same thing I find with uh, with friends and, you know, with, people, with, with athletes that I've had as clients is that in particular the Thanksgiving Christmas holiday, especially if you're in football and basketball, you're usually wrapped up playing. 
And so if you're lucky, if the schedule works out, maybe you're home for one of those holidays, maybe. Uh, but, but more than likely, you can you can count it out. And so, does it feel strange because this is your is this your second or your third holiday being retired? <laughs> this is actually my going on my third year being retired. And uh, what happens? I've been in Canada so long, um, and so I you know the one thing about living in Canada is the fact that uh, you have an opportunity to actually. Uh, celebrate two uh, Thanksgivings, right? Because Canada's is right. not over. <laughs> so, that's right. That's... Um, I, and then you prepare for, t- uh, you know, the NFL and, and November uh, the 25th. And so, I mean, we have a choice whether which one we want to celebrate. But yeah, it is a little bit different, uh, especially when you're used, you're so used to actually playing in November. Because you know, November, you have to understand, is around Grey Cup week. That's right. Uh, that's right. And so there are a lot of times if you're in the Grey Cup, and you know I've had the privilege uh, to play in five Grey Cup games, and so yeah, at least five times I actually didn't uh, didn't celebrate American Thanksgiving because of the of the week and uh, and what uh, you know it's like being in a Super Bowl, really. Mhm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So what happens is so you have when you have an opportunity to enjoy uh, your family and. And friends that come over, and you know, and, and then you get a chance to watch football. So, and that's something that's totally different than what I've been used to is actually watching the game. <laughs> right. And so, is it is it weird? Cause like for me, I didn't watch gymnastics for years. Actually, of course, I didn't willingly walk away from my sport. I was forced out because of injury. So, you know, I was all crazy in the head for uh, for a few years because I couldn't walk away from my sport like I wanted to. Um, but you know, I mean, do, do you watch football? I mean, I think you do because you and I talk about it quite a bit. But is it strange to watch, especially the CFL games? Uh, not as much now. I mean, you know, going on your third year. But, you know, I think that my my biggest difficulty was probably my first year out because, I mean, you're so uh, close to the game. And, and the one thing you miss as a, you know, a former player is, is really the camaraderie that you – you've had with your teammates and all the wards that you, you've been around. And, you know, you miss the game um, as the years, uh, you know, go on, no. But I think more so you, it's, it's the relationships that you build. Uh, that's what you miss the most when you actually start to, you know, plateau in your career and you start to, you know, do other things and, and you retire. And so it, it's the relationships. And some, so you have to find a way to, you know, how do we still um, – you know, keep those relationships strong because you know some of the guys maybe he's a lot younger and they have more years to play, and you know, and I, you know, for me, I played a long time, and so I, I was done at you know age forty four. Mhm. Just let me take a quick a quick station identification break. You're on live with the real Jenny. If you want to dial in, the dial in phone number is three four seven six three seven one eight three seven. Again, if you want to dial in to the real Jenny on sports. Tonight, you can dial in at 347-637-1837. Okay, great. All right. Had to do that because I I totally forgot. Um, So this is the question that I have. And, you know, as I was prepping just for the show and the different things, knowing that we're going to have a person dialing in, hopefully, um, that comes in in about, oh, 920 Central Time, so in about 13 minutes. And he is an aspiring uh, young athlete who has finished his college career 
and is looking to make the transition into professional sports, right? So I'm thinking about, well, you know, all these things. And, of course, bowl games are still being played, and the the Sugar Bowl is actually on tonight. But as I look at some of the sports headlines, Damon, and I'll just read a few off of ESPN, just for instance. You've got um, Cable won't return as a coach. Bengals coach Lewis gets extension. Uh, Manning says Jets are tough. Mavs Karan Butler done for the season. Saints running back Ivory to injured reserve list. Cuban jabs Jackson as Jeannie Buss' boy toy. I mean, you talk about drama, mess, everything else, coaching carousal rumors. I think I also saw some ESPN fires announcer after an incident. I have to click on that. I don't know what that one's about. Big Ben won't discuss rumors that he's engaged. I saw those a bit. Uh, Favre lawsuit without merit. Okay, so I see all of these headlines. And and knowing what I know with with dealing with a lot of, of athletes and helping them in their career transition, the question I always ask, and I'm going to ask you this, is with all the mess, and there truly is mess that can happen in the world of professional sports, whether you're an athlete, a, a true player, or a coach, or a part of a team, is it worth it? At the end of the day, you had a 23-year career. And, you know, were some of the was some of the mess and the craziness, was it still worth it? Because, you know, you always wonder, a young player, if you say, is it worth it for them to jump in, dive in, and just and just go after it, or or should they be looking somewhere else? Well, I think young guys, I mean, when it comes to uh, sport and, you know, one of the things, I mean, you have to, you know, live your dreams. And, you know, some of your dreams, uh, I mean, there's challenges and, you know, and, you know, no matter what we do, I mean, there's opportunities that that are that are placed in front of us, um, and there's you know, and sometimes with the opportunities placed in front of us, is you know, you also need other people who believe in you and all those uh, those things. And so, you know, as a as a player preparing, you know, to play this sport, I mean, yes, I mean, you, you know, there will be challenges and and drama that's, that that goes with you know the you know the sport of football. I mean, you I mean you just said all the stuff that's going on right now from injuries. So it's 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 a it is something that you know as an individual you have to deal with and be prepared for. But you know to play that game, you have to have a strong mind and a dedication to your craft, and um, and you have to be. I mean, you know, because I want to break that myth that you know football players are dumb. Uh, you have to. Uh, you have to know how to play that game mentally. Uh, the game is is more mental than it is physical. Now, does that change? So, is it more physical, maybe when you're younger in the game of football, and as you get older, it turns more into a mental game? And no, a I think you know, all the good players, uh, you know, that you see through Pop Warner uh, High School, um, they have that. You know, just that, that know how to play the game. I mean, mm-hmm. once you, what happens with you when you get to the pros? Because when you get to the pros, everybody can play. Mm-hmm. And so, what separates the great ones and the good ones and the you know because you're, you to make it to the NFL or to the Canadian Football League, you have to be able to play some football. And so, what may separates yep. the great ones is really the to, the mental aspect of the game because you know physically they can play the game. But it's their mental aspect of the game that allows them to be a step or two ahead of everybody else. Right. 
And so when you have that combination, I mean, that's why you, you can look at all the great players in different sports from the, the Gretzkys and Lemieux and, you know, these guys, not only they were skillfully, but mentally they were on top of the game. So uh, they're a step or two ahead of you mentally. And it's the same thing in the National Football League. When you see great players play, you can just look at their mental aspect of how they approach the game and how much time they put in of seeing and recognition and those things and then allowing their their athletic body to react to, you know, what they've prepared for all week. And so and that's why you that's that's why you have great players and, you know, good players. <laughs> mhm. Now so um, so I'm gonna ask you this question about yourself and I'm gonna ask you your opinion about others. I'll, and I'll so here's the question. If if you had a chance to do it all over again and you could pick, will I jump into professional sports or not, would you do it? I'll answer it for gymnastics. I wouldn't even hesitate. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Even with the injuries and all that, I would not change anything, especially even if you knew you had to go through the same thing. Would you make a different decision? So my answer is no. I would I would do it the exact same way. I would jump in and put all the guts and the glory and everything Blood, sweat, and tears into it. Uh, what about you? Well, I mean, you can't even, uh, you know, guarantee that you'll play 23 years. I just wanted to play 10 years when I first started playing the game of football professionally. Um, but for me, would I do it? I would uh, in a heartbeat. I mean, because as a kid, when I growing up, you know, one of the things I wanted to do is, you know, give myself choices and opportunities. And so I played baseball and football growing up ever since I was a kid all the way to college. And so I was drafted in baseball and also had the opportunity to play football professionally. And so in a sense, I was living out uh, my dream. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a combination of, of it all. I mean, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, great people that believe in me. But at the same time, I, I, I was able to stay healthy throughout my whole career and and so, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't take anything that I did uh, back, um, and I would do the same thing. But, you know, probably uh, believe in myself, uh, you know, a lot earlier in my career because, you know, I, I stopped playing one-year football because of, you know, I looked at those guys and I thought I was too small, and so I didn't play my first year of high school. Oh, wow. Okay, so if you're LeBron James, Knowing now, his career is 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 not over by a long shot. I'm quite sure. But if you're LBJ, would you do it all over again in in the exact same way? Well, he had no what choice because Cleveland was they drafted him number one. <laughs> you know, he wasn't okay. like the the Peyton right. Manning brothers that got drafted by his you know Senegal Chargers and say he refused to go there. But LeBron right. said, you know, um, you know, would Cleveland do the same thing? knowing that they were probably losing five or six years ago, yes, they would probably draft him number one again. And so uh, I believe LeBron would, would because um, he's respectful enough to if, if a team drafts him, then he, he's going to play there. All right. How about Lawrence Taylor, LT? Well, LT is uh, one of the greatest uh, defensive players that's ever played. And so um, if you to do it all over again with all the with all the ups and downs, I, I believe that he would probably change some aspect that uh, would allow him to uh, not struggle, um, because you know obviously is you know drugs that that really uh, affected uh, probably his career, and because he probably could have played longer, right? But it was you know, the drugs that started yeah. to get him in trouble and and, and give him a, some a form of distraction. But when 
when he wasn't on the man, he was as dominant player there there is in the game at linebacker. And so um, it's a, it's amazing uh, what uh, a distraction can do, uh, and has affected him uh, since he's retired too. That's right. Well, speaking of distraction, you know, I, I want to go to a little bit of the hot topics, and you know, I always try to shy shy away from some of the personal stuff that that hits players because it's just not the the direction that I like our show to uh, go. But uh, Brett Favre gets hit with another lawsuit, and so I don't want to necessarily talk about the the details of of the lawsuit. Um, you know, but what I will say is that not everybody's lawsuits or their personal drama hits the actual news. Um, but do you find that these that you know these those things are distractions, are tremendous distractions uh to an athlete? Because I feel really sorry for, for Farb and, you know, again, I'm not judging whether he's innocent, guilty or anything, you know, of the nature, but it's just it's something he's gotta deal with, uh, no matter what. He can't ignore it. And I feel sorry for him because it's at the end of what many would call a you know, a very storied career. Um, you know, is this something that's avoidable, or are athletes pretty much targets? Well, I don't think they're targets, but it is avoidable because I think every person, um, you know, has to look in himself and and figure out. I mean, there are things out there nowadays from texting and technology and all these things can get you um, uh, in trouble uh, in which you may not uh, really uh, be in that mindset to, to do, but I mean, you you do nowadays. It's so much easier to say anything you want to say and put it out there. But you also have to watch it, you know, to see what hands it goes in. If it goes in the wrong hands, I mean, I mean, either one of us can get in trouble uh, of some of the things that we uh, we text or uh, to people that are just just so innocent, right? Um, so if it gets in the wrong hands, and so it's so much easier now than ever before. I think you know if if. If we just went back to the old-fashioned way, man, just call call your friends and uh, on the phone. I mean, you probably wouldn't uh, have an opportunity to be on your phone 24 hours a day through texting because people would be you busy know, I, doing their jobs I, and and those things, right? And so, you know, what technology has done is it really gives you a, an easier way to to get uh, yourself dis- more of a distraction or also in trouble too. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's the thing that makes it really interesting to me with some of these texting and sexting and, you know, all of this. And, you know, Tiger Woods got got wrapped up with supposed texting evidence of, of him having these improprieties in his marriage and, and, and whatnot. Um, you know, but the funny thing is, is that I don't know if there has been this, you know, surge of, of these personal problems, I just think because, like you said, because of technology, we just hear about them more. We and we hear about them faster. I mean, my gosh, if you if you Google any kind of site that um, that you know is a gossip site, man, I mean they'll they'll put your text messages out on the site. I mean, there's no more privacy uh, for you know for anyone for anyone really. And unfortunately, there's I think, however, there is a shift with mistresses. Um, that somehow it has become um, a little bit glorious to come out and say, I'm a mistress and I have rights to some level of money for being a mistress. <laughs> I mean, I don't say I mean, that's, you know, and I've said this comment before, That's to me that's the same thing 
when a person wants to get divorced and one person worked, the other one didn't, the one that didn't work wants half the money that was made prior to the marriage. I'm like, no, that's called stealing. That's not a divorce settlement. That's called stealing. I'm just confused. <laughs> it is. That's, that's theft. You know, you take that divorce case to the criminal court because that's theft. Uh, but at any rate, uh, I usually get a lot of male supporters on that sentiment, not a lot of female supporters. But, you know, hey, do the math. Just do the work and you make money yourself. So well, my, rate, my, but, you know, it's funny how you, we talk about these things, right? But, you know, with you know, with everyone's trying to be famous and, you know, regular folks is trying to get, uh, you know, um, these uh, reality shows and all these things, uh, you know, it's, it's the willingness to to be famous, and and you'll do anything to do it. And so you have people out there that want to get that little fifteen twenty minute you know fame, which is not always uh, you know probably the right way to do. But you know we we glorify reality TV and all those things, and people become famous overnight. That's right. But and that's one of the way you know if you're not an athlete and you're a regular Joe. You can become famous overnight and build your brand just getting on TV. That's right. Okay, so I, I am excited because I'm looking at our switchboard now, and I see that, that our guest caller is calling in. So let me just say a few things before I bring him on. Uh, number one, I want, it, I want this year, 2011, to focus on, to have certain highlights and segments on different topics. And that's kind of why I shifted our, our today's topics away from just normal hot topics and, you know, what's been happening in sports and shifted it more to the realities of what it means to be in the sport and transition out. Is it worth it? Is it not? Um, today I wanted to highlight what the person I consider is an, an up-and-coming and and a rising star. Um, his name is uh, Cord- Cordero Strickland. I call him Cord. Um, and so, Cord, I'm sorry if I'm using your childhood nickname as opposed to your full name. But, Cord, are you on? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Jim. What's Hi, going on? Hi, Cord. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am well. I see I'm not used to this, this grown-up man voice. <laughs> That you have, because I remember when you were about 11 years old. Um, right. Just to fill everyone in, so Sakord so is this awesome football player that has tremendous skill and talent, and what I find in many, many instances is that there is some, in some way a disconnect in the process between making the jump from uh, from college ball to professional sports if you're not in this, like, mainstream track. And, unfortunately, it's very, very good players that somehow don't make the leap um, into professional sports as quickly as they would like or or at all because there's this missing gap. So, Court, tell us a little bit just about yourself, your your position, the school you went to, and what you're interested in doing in sports today. Okay. Um, I attended LaGrange College uh, for three, uh, four years, and I uh, recently uh, attended and still do attend Union College in Barberville, Kentucky. Um, my position is cornerback. Uh, I can also play free safety. Um, I'm in hot pursuit of playing this game that I love on the professional level, and I'm, you know, looking for an agent and agency to help me along my way. Now, what challenges have you experienced? Because you and I have talked offline 
about some of the challenges, but just tell everyone because everyone thinks this is a fairy tale. Like there's, you know, you, you just go to a draft and they call your name. But yeah. <laughs> that's what people see, but they don't realize all that it takes. So tell me about some of your challenges. Man, I, you know, I was one of those. I, um, you know, you know, get drafted, get in there, and make it happen. But you, you know, for the past three months, I've, I've definitely come to the the realization of, uh, you know, the business aspect inside of the game and on the professional level, uh, that is, it's, uh, it's been very what? difficult. I, um, I, uh, I, I played and um, got invited into a couple of all-star games and, um, you know, there were scouts there. And so I'm thinking, okay, there's scouts there. I'm going to watch. Um, certainly an agent or agency is going to come pick me up and, you know, and, Everything's just gonna, you know, run smoothly, you know, and 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 it's and it's a it's it's there's much more than that. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. more that goes into it, especially for somebody uh, in my position who uh, didn't go to a big time school, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to get that exposure on TV and and, and to play against that top notch talent day in and day out. Um, you know, I was prepared, however, for you know for it, you know, being um, put under a, a, a former NFL player. Wing, you know, he taught me everything I know about the game. But you know, and I, and at those All Star games, I dominated. Uh, but it's it 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 was enough, but it, it really isn't. You know, there's there's more into it. Um, you know, with the with the agents and agency uh, currently with me, I've I've got a, I've got a couple of, of scragglers, a couple of pools, but people are scared. They're nervous to really jump on board with somebody um, in my position because they don't know whether it's going to be lucrative or not. They don't know whether um, I'll, uh, I'll be able to make it happen for them. So it's definitely difficult to to make that jump and, and, and playing professional ball. All right, so Damon Allen. No, I, I, definitely, I, de- I definitely understand and, and, uh, and understand what he actually is going through because, you know, you, you look in the NFL, there's so much pressure on the scouts, um, and, and their preparation uh, for uh, bringing in um, their, their top pick. You have to understand there's only, what, 30 teams, less than 30 teams in the league, and there's a lot more football players out there coming out of college at the same time. Uh, and so the scouts, I mean, they have to really do their job of really finding some upside type of talent, no matter what school you're going to. But what happens is you get caught up in the – these guys are, you know, because they're only looking for guys that go to big-time college schools. Uh, at the same time, you have to understand some of the greatest players that have ever played the game you know, uh, go to schools that no one knows about. That's right. And they just so, need that so opportunity have- to showcase their, their ability, right? And so, um, you know, and that's the, the unique thing about uh, other leagues. And, and so sometimes a, a, as a player like yourself, and you have a desire to want to finally get to the National Football League, you may have to put yourself in a situation to get on a professional team. Okay, right. So the reason why I'm what, saying this is because the NFL is looking in the CFL now. So what right, can Cord right. do? Should, should Cord look into the CFL as a, as well, a great I think viable? We, yeah, well, he should because as of right now, uh, what he what he doesn't want to do is actually miss uh, years not playing. That's even, that's okay. even worse. Okay. So you so. want to continue to play to get better and all these things because you don't want to you know deal with the NFL teams because you have to understand. Uh, for example, um, in the NFL and people don't know, um, 
when you start dealing with uh, guys who play in the NFL and they're and they're pensioned at a certain uh, level at fourth or fifth year, then they're pensioned. You know, that's like you know basically guaranteed money, right? Now they have that's- to invest in that player. And so what happens is you get drafted in the NFL. If you don't do anything, if you're drafted pretty high uh, and and you're not all of a sudden not becoming a starter within four or five years, you're not going to make that fifth year. Right. Because now your salary doubles and your pension, and so a lot of times they look at those guys, well, he's never going to be a starter. He's just going to be a special teams player, and we can get those guys right out of college. Okay, so right. so give so, me this so that's, that, that's the point I'm, talk, I'm talking about. And so for yourself to, to showcase your skills, if you have tape out there um, uh, to show if there's trials out there from uh, other leagues like the Canadian Football League, because if you can cover it, if you can cover it in the Canadian Football League, you can cover it in the league. Right. Because it feels bigger and you're more isolated. And it's a skill right. position type of league, and so if you can hold your skills in, you have opportunities to uh, to go back down and play. But for you, you need to continue to play. You can't take years off. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So let me just put, put the conversation on pause just for a moment. Um, Damon, stick stick with us for about 10 more minutes. This is what I'm going to do. The radio show on Blog Talk Radio is going to end in like 50, 40 seconds. But I'm still streaming live on um, I'm still streaming live on Ustream TV, so we can continue. And the radio show will still record on a recorded version. Just it won't be broadcasting live. Ustream will continue to broadcast live and record. But I want to kind of finish this conversation. So for those of you that have to drop off now. Thanks for for absolutely listening to us. Uh, check back in on the recording and Blog Talk Radio so you can hear the the final part of this very important conversation. And we may just very well bring Cord back. Uh, we appreciate you every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Real Jenny on Sports will go down. All right. So our live broadcast on Blog Talk Radio is is off, but we're still recording and Ustream is still broadcasting live and recording too. Okay. So on pause. Um what give give me this Damon for cord and so many people, you know, so many people are probably salivating for this information. Uh, they're probably just truly salivating for the information. And that is um that is, what can Cord do, practical, step one, two, three, you know, he's got tape, should he have it out on the Internet? Um, should he have it on every social networking site alive? Um, should he do his own radio show uh, that's, you know, like in the corner with, with uh, Cord Strickland? I mean, what, what can he do practically to start getting some attention and attracting people to him? Well, I think he has. He has to always be prepared. I mean, for I mean, where where, where do you live? I live in um, uh, Dallas, Georgia, but I'm, right now I'm staying currently with my sister in uh, Harker Heights, Texas. All right. So I know that there's there's leagues that CFL teams that have tryouts all over, and so you might have to be willing to you know go from Dallas to the next city over if you hear of a of a team. Uh, you know that may have in a trial because a lot of times they if, you know they have open trials uh, to see on tap talent right and for you, right, okay. if, you if you have any tape uh, you for one of the first thing you should do is you know put together a highlight tape 
of your ability to play. Yes, yes sir. I've, I've done all of that. I've, oh, I'm right. way past that stuff. All that's on YouTube. Um, I actually right, right, on, which is good. I'm glad that you actually do that. So now you people have to see you physically. Right. Right. It's, and so they so have to. So there's opportunities out there for workouts and things like that. You have to go do those. Right. Okay. So so should he just pick up the phone and just try to call the league offices or the team offices? Is it is it better to have um, kind of a full front attack where he's got maybe people that are are already in the organization that could also say, hey, we, you know, we want to look at this kid, Cord. You know, what's what's a good strategy because he may not have existing relationships and in some of these teams? Well, I think one of the things he should do, he should look at, I mean, for example, um, you know, if he desires to get in the Canadian Football League, there's only eight teams in the Canadian Football League. Uh, try to get a, uh, try to get the um, their head scout uh, information, to find out when's their next tryout, all these different things, you know, and, and get get some your tape prepared and send each CFL team tape because you know, if 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 one likes you, they they're going to willing to work you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you're a corner, you can cover. They're always looking for cornerbacks in the Canadian Football League. I'm telling you, right? Because it's a passing league, and you're mm-hmm. isolated many times when you cover one with that big field, right? So if you can cover, um, and the NFL is actually up here too. Mm-hmm. You know, these, this is the location where the NFL is going now when they're trying to find skilled position players, right? You know, if you can run fast 40 and all those things, and you're a good athlete, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know, one person seeing you. That You need one person to see you and believe you and bring you in. Okay. okay. And then from there, right. you show what you can okay. do, right? Right, right. I can do that. Can okay, do that. so, Corey, so, Corey, so, so answer this. Why would a team take a chance on you from from uh, talent standpoint? Because he can play. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, you know, right, I want to start thinking. <laughs> hey, because he can play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they would, they would That's want the bottom line. That's the bottom line because you can play. You don't have to say nothing else. They, they would want that, but at the same time, I'm sure there are countless players. You know, people out there who, you know, athletes out there. There's uh, thousands, dude. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That they can play, but there has to be something that distinguishes you in order for a team to want to uh, take a chance on you. So, what is it for, for you? Why does a team take for, a chance on you out of those thousands? Tell me why. What is it? They, what is it? They will definitely. They will see, um, you know, of course, they'll see my talent. That'll get my foot in the door. But they'll see, uh, they'll see in my being a hard worker, you know, somebody who's mm-hmm. relentless, never quits, um, will will go the distance. I I'm telling you, they, they okay. They want it's like in all the leagues, you know. In my research, they like the you know when you're brand new, you want you want to get them on special teams, you know. Mm-hmm. I dominate on the special teams. Uh, ain't no ain't no doubt in my mind that I would dominate on any special team that you would put me on. Hey, Corey, hey, tell, they, tell me your size. How big are you? I am, I'm 5'11", 194 pounds. Okay. I run a 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, okay. Um, and the, uh, we, at, at the recent All-Star game, where uh, it was a D1AA All-Star game I played in, they had, uh, the scouts had some combine, they had a combine, uh, like a little mini combine where you did, you know, the different combine drills and whatnot. And That's I had right. talked with my trainer 
and, um, you know, I, we, I discussed what they were doing, and, you know, it was ill-advised. We came to the conclusion that it would be ill-advised to do any of that coming off of a season with no training, you know. Um, so what I did do was I felt comfortable with doing the uh, 20-yard shuttle, and I came out with the best time at 3.85. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with no training at all, I know, you know, that that that's just a little bit of proof in the pudding, you know. And after yeah. after having a conversation, like a serious conversation with any of these teams, they will see, you know, beyond all my talent, beyond, you know, whatever whatever they see with me on the field, they will see a child of God. You understand what I'm saying? I'm I'm very yeah. religious and anything that I do I include him in it. And he's got me he's gotten me this far and he will definitely be getting me uh, beyond, you know, over and beyond in my future. So for you, to me, it really comes down to people seeing you. So you need to expose yourself. You need to expose yourself, and you you have to find, uh, you know, because if you really want this, then you have to go you know, do your due diligence without, you know, as right now, because you don't have an agent, but at the same time, right. you need to, you know, now you need to start thinking on yourself, you know, how many trials can I go to? How many people that can see me? Even if you get, like, five, uh, um, you know, now you have to start thinking, like, maybe we get five agents and you want to do a workout. So, right. So, right, you know what I mean? Right. So maybe you want to show you know, the agents you want to, to work with, uh, a trial because they don't know you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They could be anybody calling saying, you know, I want uh, I want you to represent me, right? But they don't have nothing. They don't have film, none of that stuff, right? So right. maybe you have to start thinking that way and say, okay, how many trials and how many people can that I can go physically work out for? So now, like you said, you did the shuttle because you wasn't in shape, but if you are in shape now, you should be able to, you know, put put together your own uh, like press conference. Mm. In a sense, and say, hey, I got five agents. Come out and see me work out because those guys are always looking for for bodies, dude. You know, <laughs> agents are always looking for people, dude. Yeah, absolutely. They're so, always looking for okay. people to represent and, and and those things. And so, um, you know, the, when I hear you talk and, and those things, it just sounds like you you need to to be exposed, and not not people see you physically. Right. Right. And whether there's got, uh, CFL teams and all those stuff, that's to, There will be another chance for me to um, uh, showcase, you know, my talents at one last All-Star game. It'll be the uh, the Texas versus the Nation, the Nation All-Star game, and I I believe that um, you know all the scouts will be there, you know, and it'll be. When on is TV, it? Um, I believe it. Um, it's in Texas. I believe it's the second or first week in um, February. In February, okay. So I want you to come back on so you can make. But sure who, but who are these scouts? Who are these scouts? There'll be NFL. It's a, the Texas versus the Nation All Star Game is an NFL Players Association game, so I'm sure all the scouts will be there from the okay. NFL. Um, right. I don't know if any CFL scouts will be there, but I know for sure that the NFL Players uh, since the NFL Players Association game, that NFL yeah. scouts will be. there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I remember so, Will, hey, Will Smith said, uh, if you're always ready, you don't never have to get ready, right? So that's one thing right. you have to keep in mind. You always be ready because you never know when you're going to get that call and you need to work out and you don't want to be in the situation you did last time. I'm not in shape and you guys want to see me, right? And sometimes people take that the wrong way. What do you mean you can't? Well, it wasn't a matter of, 
maybe I said it, maybe I said it wrong. It wasn't a matter of me not being in shape. We just had come off of a season, and you know these. The, when you do your research, top notch, you know your D one players. You know they have three, two months, two three months at these top notch facilities before they do their pro days, before they go, you know, to the NFL Combine. The NFL Combine is in February. They have at least a month, you know, right after the bowl games. Bowl games usually end around, you know, the very beginning of January, late December. So they have at least three, four weeks before they yeah. even go to the NFL Combine. That's you know true. So That's I, the I, I wasn't <laughs> not believing in myself and saying that I was out of shape. It was just a matter of me coming off the season. It, you just – your body is, you know – battered and bruised, not to say that I was bruised or have had an injury, injury, but I I just know I wasn't at my tip top, you know, but still at the same time, for me to run a 385 in the 20-yard show with no training at all, that's impressive. And I don't like to toot my own horn, but I'm just saying, you know, it's impressive for somebody who just came off the, you know, off of the season. No question, brother. I'm rooting for you, man. (laughs) How can people find you on on YouTube? Do you have a channel okay. on YouTube? Um, yeah, uh, uh, I don't have a channel, but if you just type in my name, Cordero Strickland, C-O-R-D-A-R-Y-L Strickland, mm-hmm. S-T-R-I-C-K-L-A-N-D, you'll be able to mm-hmm. find, um, you know, my highlights from LaGrange College, my highlights from Union College. Um, I think there's a, I used to do a prayer, like a team, like a, not a team prayer, but a, a prayer for the DBs. That'll be on there. Um, my highlights from the uh, FCS Senior Bowl All-Star Game is on there. And also, if you, uh, for networking purposes and, and, and um, you know, all that, if you go to the Beyond Sports College Network, if you mm-hmm. go to the Beyond Sports College Network, um, you know, and search for Cordero Strickland, you can find all that in there, too. Very good. Well, this is I just want to make this special connection between you and Damon because you guys have something in common. And I know that Damon doesn't know this, but and Court, I don't know if 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 you know uh a little bit about Damon's history, but both of you guys as as you're in college, Damon was, you know, a little bit ago. <laughs> and Court, you're just you know right at that point. Both of you guys had older siblings, had a, had an older brother who was... Yeah, I was thinking, you said Strickland. I'm like, what you got? Is that one of the Strickland brothers? <laughs> well, you know what? Eric Eric Strickland that played in the NBA for, what, 10 seasons? Right, right Corey? Yeah, he, he, it, was, it was nine. It was nine seasons. Nine seasons. For, for nine seasons, uh, you know, he played in basketball, so, you know, different sports. But um, you know, but but both of you guys had an opportunity um, to kind of get a taste of the the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, and what it takes to have grit and kind of stay in a league uh, for a long time through your older siblings. Uh, Damon's yeah. close in um, age to to his brother, uh, Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and so he was kind of getting he was watching the experience kind of while he was getting ready to jump into the professional ranks himself. But Cord has had a chance to really see his his brother's entire career played out prior to Cord making it to this important milestone in his sports life. Um, and so I think that's important to point out because not everybody gets that experience um, as they're breaking into the professional ranks. They have well, I can seen you know uh, you know I can see and when he speaks uh, of his dedication and so you know it's just a matter of, like seeing people seeing him. But it's I mean when you know for me to play 23 years in the CFL. Um, and and see and seen it all, guys. T- 
talent come through and all this stuff. And it really comes down to your dedication, um, your respect for history, for people who open the doors for you, the respect for the game, uh, what kind of legacy you want to leave. And, and if you can focus on those things within your career, I mean, you always keep your head on um, in, in the right path, looking in the right direction too, right? Uh, and so it, it's no question, man, it, you know, it, it's, it's, how, it's your dedication to the game man, and to your craft. Uh, that gives you that those years, right, and enjoyment right. of the way the game's supposed to be played too. That's exactly what it is. You hit it right on the nail. I um, you know, I my my story is 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 it's 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 deep. It, it runs deeper than just some guy playing the game. Um, right. When I first when I first started playing, um, I I didn't know you know I I didn't know what I was. I thought I was just playing ball just to play it, but. As the years have gone by, my experiences with with a uh, with a coach who played in the NFL himself really really learned to love this game. Um, I I when I first started off in college, I, I played at uh, my my career started at Lagrange College, and and I started out at right uh, started off at wide receiver the first year, and the next year they moved me to safety, um, you know, because I was aggressive, and so they wanted to tap into that. And so uh, I played well at safety, but they kept me behind the starter and um, gave me my rotation. But I, I wanted more than just the rotation. It was more than just, you know, getting out there. For some reason, I didn't know at the time, but I, I, was, I just wanted to get out there and, uh, you know, showcase what I could do. And so um, in 2009, we, we went, uh, we changed, uh, they changed my position again to corner, and that's when I really blossomed. Uh, so to speak. I, I mean, I was able to use my physicality as well as my covering skills all at the same time. Um, you know, I was, I was, I became at Lagrange. I became the uh, the first uh, defensive back to score a touchdown in '07. Um, uh, you know, in, in 2008, I, I helped to achieve the college's first conference championship, first playoff berth. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I was doing some 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 great things and. You know, my coach sat me down one day because we, you know, you have ups and downs. And one time, I, uh, I know back, I remember in uh, mid-season in 2009, my coach came over to me, and we, you know, we had an argument. But we had that, we had, we had that kind of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Some players don't have a relationship with their coach where they can really get, get, you know, nitty gritty and still be cool. You know, and we had, a, it was just an argument. And he came to me and he was like, "It's bigger than you." You know, it's much bigger than you and, and what you're trying to do. And, and after he said that, I kind of, you know, I kind of sat back and tried to watch. And, 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 and over the course of, you know, the next year, I realized that it was bigger than me. The Lord is trying to get me to a place to play this game professionally in the NFL or CFL. CFL first, then NFL, whatever. Just as long as it's one of those top leagues to prove to people that anything is possible. Um, you know, through Christ who strengthens you. You know, keeping yeah. Him first, no question. and anything else can follow through. No matter where you came from, no matter how you started, as long as you keep Him first, you know, anything is possible. Um, you know, I went, I went to that other college, and I led. I, I'm brand new at that college, and I led the team in interceptions. You know, ranked third in conference in interceptions, and I helped that defense to rank, uh, to be ranked number one in passing defense. I mean, I, I did that, you know, with 
you know, it takes time to get a, a relationship with coaches, you know. So at first they didn't really, you know, trust me. But I, despite all that, I accomplished, I'm accomplishing still. You know, I'm overcoming still. And if, if, if someone can, you know, give me that chance, man, I'm just going to run with it. I'm not afraid. You know, some people get nervous. Some people get butterflies. But that got knocked out the window with me, you know, a long time ago. And, and which is, like, yeah, you know, to just to piggyback on your point, I mean, what you know, I grew up around the National Football League, man. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. you know, and that's where we all wanted to go when we started playing the game of football, right? But, you know, right. me, me being a black quarterback at the time, man, we, you know, if you wasn't 6'4", 200-something pounds and a pocket passer, you weren't getting drafted in the National Football League playing quarterback. And so I came out right. of the era where Randall Cunningham and um, – you know, Warren Moon's my heroes, and majority of the black quarterbacks all went to Canadian Football League because it was the style of play, and that was the only league that was really giving us the opportunity to play the position quarterback. And so, you know, when it when it comes when it comes down to, you know, I probably had three other opportunities to actually go down south and play, but you know, for me, it was like, well, I'll bring you down, and you can hold the clipboard. For me, it's always been about playing the game. I don't care about playing the National Football League or CFL, or playing uh, competitive football in the street. It's about playing on a regular basis every day, right? And so uh, did I know that I was going to go to Canadian Football League and and play 23 years? No. I just figured, I said, well, I'm going to do the same route that you know Warren Moon did. He played five, six years here, and then he went back to the National Football League. But for me, you know, I was, you know, I was a small quarterback, man. And when I came out, I was my first year in the CFL, I was 157 pounds. Yeah. And so it, sometimes for me it was opportunity not giving me the opportunity to play, but I didn't know I was going to play 23 years either. And so if somebody would come to me now and say, Damon, you're going to play five years in the National Football League, 23 years in the CFL, which one would you choose? Which one Man. would you choose? I'm going to choose. I'm <laughs> going to choose. You're going to choose 23 years. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but you're going to choose 23. But you're going to play. Tw- you're going to choose 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end because of the day, it's about yeah. it's about your passions and playing the game on a regular basis. You know, you don't care where it is, right? And and right. that's where I well, come to find and, and realize. You know, I played football for 23 years. Yeah, the rules are a little I, bit different, but the game of football is the same. So I definitely agree with you as far as playing anywhere, but as long with me, you know, I want the best out of anything I do, you know. And somebody had came to me about, you know, hey, well, why don't you play? You're, you know, you're a small time player, you know. Um, shoot, you've been playing for free all this time, you know. You might as well go play in an indoor league or, you know, AFL. You know, in AFL, it, it, it it's not like the AFL is not the AFL of the past. You know, and and I choose not to play in indoor leagues because the pay isn't good for someone laying their body, you know, life on the line. Um, it's just, and you, I want the again, I want the best out of anything I do. So if I go to the indoor indoor league or AFL, and you know, people, and even if I do great, it's still hard, you know, to get into the, you know, come out of that that hole. I'm already in a hole by, you know. Uh, going to a small college and I'm performing well there. If I go to an indoor league or the AFL, I'm just going to be digging myself a bigger one. You know, well, there are there are guys that are actually playing the CFL and AFL too. Right, they're going from one league to the next. You mean they 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 yes. play both in the same yes. year? 
Yes. County or wow, they play an AFL and they go right to the CFL right after that. So they took, mm. they're constantly in shape. And that, that's a health issue, right? Because now you're talking about you're playing a lot more games in a year. But Man, it, depends, right. it depends on how those guys are, right? Some guys are single, don't have no family, so it's just them. And so, yeah, they're putting on that grind. Right. And they're getting a check. And what they're saying, their ultimate goal is still trying to get in the league, but like I said, they have to keep their football career going. You can't take time off because, like I said, if no one's seeing you now and then all of a sudden three years you haven't been playing, I mean, man, it's like impossible now. Because the first thing they'll Mm -hmm. ask you is, what have you been doing? Well, I've been playing no team. Right. And so for you, I'm just saying, that's serious business when they say you can't take a year off or two years, nothing. You gotta go well, find a lead to plan and stay busy. Well, Good advice. Okay, me, all right. Well, go to, I, oh, go ahead, Cord. What were you gonna say? I, I think it's uh, I think it's a same. I mean, with that with with that agent, I think that goes along with your agent. How how bad is he pushing those players? You know, how bad is he is he getting them out there? You know, I'm trying that's to. That's true. I know with me. I've been trying to find, you know, I've got a couple of, again, I have a couple of nibbles, and, you know, I've been trying to get into a facility, you know, one of the top-notch facilities that these players go to, but the cost is crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, I know Deion Sanders has a, a place here, but he has no address, so that, that tells me that's invitation only. You know, it's mm-hmm. the agent that helps to get your name out there. I believe if yeah. you have a great agent, with my research that I've done, if you have a good agent, you know, a good agent who has the connections, who knows the GMs, the scouts, whether it's CFL or, or NFL. And okay, uh, I tell you what you do, because because I, I, I do want to help you, but I also want you to, you know, uh, if I tell this guy about you, you know, maybe you can, uh, if if uh, if Dr. J can take down your information, you know, leave it with her. Um, uh, I know some agents that know all the GMs that deal with right. players. Uh, here in, in the Canadian Football League. And so from there, right. you just have to uh, contact him. He may ask for some film. He may want to see right. you or whatever, right, and see you play before he take you on. So, But I, I can give you some guys who are heavily in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, yeah. Represent my, um, yeah. And let my, me tell uh, you, Court, 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 time out for one second. Let me tell you, for... Damon Allen, a 23-year veteran, soon-to-be Hall of Famer in the CFL, and truly holds and will hold records that will probably never be broken in the CFL. <laughs> they going to be broken this year? What are you talking about? <laughs> that dude about to break my all records. my records. <laughs> oh, they're not. <laughs> he is. I'm telling you, Anthony Cavill. I'll be, I'll be number two in the world, but he's going to be number one after this year. Uh, I just choose not to believe it. But what I will tell you is Damian Allen played 23 years in the CFL, went to five Grey Cups. The, the Grey Cup will go through their 100th Grey Cup championship game in 2012. Uh, mm. Damian you know, has earned the respect of everyone, not just in the CFL, but even in the ranks of the Roger Staubachs of the world, who know Damon and have a big smile on his face when, when I mention Damon Allen's name to a Roger Staubach. And so if Damon is extending it, which I know Damon does not do this often, um, he just can't, uh, I would tell you that that's, that's an introduction that is like once in a lifetime uh, wow. to the right people. And so, I mean, I would, just, I would just tell you that. I mean, Damon, Damon is, like I said, I'm secretly tickled 
you know, every time that, that he co-hosts with. <laughs> you can see, Corey, see, uh, Corey, you just have to, you have to, uh, you got to see me, see me play, then you love me, you know, like, okay, he's legit, okay? <laughs> you know, he's, <laughs> it's, it's no different than me, I have to see him play, right? But, you know, just, right. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 can, you can Google me whatever you want to do, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Alan, I will. I will. I, I'm Alan, part of that. Uh, I'm part of that Allen bloodlines, brother. You know, okay, if, you you, if you think my if you think my brother was a great player, then I all I all you see is my brother, but I'm a quarterback. I understand. That's it. That's, I understand. Yeah, I like but Allen died. So I, 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 yeah, so I've thrown for seven over seventy two thousand yards. And I rushed for close to 12,000 yards. That sounds like uh, something that's, that a record that's not going to be broken to me. <laughs> but, yeah, but we, we throw the football up here. And we and if you're a quarterback that has the ability to run and move, then you, you're going to run. I mean, I'm pretty sure there won't be no uh, quarterback that rushed for close to 12,000 yards in the world. But, uh, <laughs> but um yeah, see, they talk well, about Mike Vick, but see, I, I was before Mike Vick time. Right, that's right. That's it. Funny story, and I can tell the people yeah. who are who are hanging out on UStream, and I know why why Damon is laughing because when we first started talking, we were talking about a, a sports broadcasting training class is actually what we were talking about, and that was kind of our our initial connection. And Damon happened to mention, hey, the next time you have your sports broadcasting class, let me know in advance because I may want to attend. And that's how this conversation started. And so as as I was preparing for a new round of classes, um, I hit him up saying, hey, didn't you tell me you play sports? <laughs> you play yeah. sports? And, and it was the most – it's been our biggest joke because he was so gracious, Corey. He he hit me back because we were on, like, email, and he hit me back like, yeah, a little bit, uh-huh, yeah, 23 years in the CFL and all this. And then, and then he gave me a link, DamonAllen.ca, to uh, to go to the, his site. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, my damn. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, he definitely played uh, professional sports and, and, and played it better than, you know, almost anybody else that, you know, ever touched the football. So uh, he's, he's, he's very humble, uh, knowledgeable, but like I said, just a very well-respected person um, as well. So this is, this is absolutely great. You know, not everybody has the opportunity. Corey, hey, Court, I can on. still play, dude. I've been out three years. I can still play. You can still play, huh? I, I can I, still I, play right now. If, if there was ever hey. an opportunity for me to, you know, test my skills, and I'm going up. after you too because I'm competitive as hell now. Hey, listen, <laughs> I want to brush my teeth better than you. That's how competitive I am. You know, you know if I see you out there, I'm, I, you know, the balls are coming out that way. You know, I ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> I want it. I, I, I welcome that. I welcome that. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I I I just have to represent for for Roger Starbuck. Roger, you know, obviously Roger the Dodger, Hall of Famer, just in, incredible quarterback. If you could see Roger throw a football today, it is it is insane and bananas, the amount of power and the strength that is in that man's arms. And he made 67 years old uh, uh, last year. So he actually turned 68 next month. His birthday is coming up. Anybody can throw a football like that still. Hey, oh, I'm, so, uh, Damon, I know you're bragging on your skills. But you I've got been playing. 
about 25 more years, and I want you to have the exact same arm as uh, Roger Staubach. But it's it's just it's it's incredible to watch uh, that amount of dedication. Now Roger always you know he's always doing these charity events, and he takes those suckers just as seriously as he did Super Bowls. You know, in the seventies, and so I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get Roger the Dodger back in uh, in Canada. He don't come to Canada very often. No, but you know what? When you come to Dallas, if you come for a Super Bowl, I'm gonna have to make sure that um, that I connect you you uh, to because I think it because Roger does a lot of uh, uh, a lot of like quarterback kind of charity events, quarterback yeah. challenges, and whatnot. And so he already mentioned to me that uh, he definitely wants you on his team. Uh, so I'd have to make sure that I make that connection. Okay, so I just want to thank everybody. Uh, you know, thank thank you, Damon, for spending extra time. I know you didn't have it on your oh, schedule. Oh, I enjoyed it. No, I, I enjoyed it. I, I always want people to. Thank you so much. I want people thank to make so it, brother. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. And Cora, thank you. You know, this is the important thing: is that you know, there's there's never a clear cut path to professional sports, even when it looks that way. Um, on television, there are a lot of factors that, that allow people to, to get into professional sports. And so it's that hustle factor that I that I think for everybody, whether you're drafted or not, that kind of helps you get to that next level. So continue to do that hustle. I do want you to call back into the show. One of the greatest things to build relationships, by the way, when you have uh, p- professional athletes that are hosts, is to call into their show. You know, and right. so, you know, that's a great way to just start dialogue uh, uh, with folks. I in- encourage you to come on to our show. Damon Allen is almost always on my show every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's just it's a good conversation. Even if you don't talk on the show, if you're just listening, it's just a good conversation to kind of advance the, the uh, sports mind. So, again, thank you guys so much. Okay, thank you, Ustream people. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, that continued to listen for Blog Talk Radio, even though you, you get a chance to hear all of the extra, extra on the recording. Uh, this has been the Real Jenny on Sports. We're on every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we keep it real all the time. So we will see you next week, where we will be talking about NFL playoffs and NBA happenings. Thanks for coming, and I will see you guys next time. <laughs>